0: Okay, so our friends over at Vice, they put together this uh, massive bracket where readers can vote, uh, kind of in a competition style, if you will, for the worst wellness trends of the past decade, of the uh, 2010s. Seems like that's a natural to discuss with our wellness expert, Laura Sanctus, who joins us here each and every Thursday on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And uh, first of all, uh, happy birthday there, birthday girl. Thank you. Thanks
1: for
0: that. (laughs) Now, as a wellness and a nutritionist, uh, how do you celebrate? Is it like with a kale cake?
1: Uh, no, no, you know what, I actually, I haven't actually had birthday cake in uh, probably about, mm, maybe like 15 years, but this year I really want it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think after 15 years, you've maybe earned a slice of cake. <laughs> I
1: think I might I might deserve it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, these are worst wellness trends of uh, the 2010s, the last of 10 years. Is there one that really stands out for you, Laura? You know what, I even forgot about some of them. There's been so
1: many in the last few years. I think the waist trainers, I thought that was kind of comedic and hilarious at the same time. Sorry, what is
0: that? Waist trainer?
1: Waist trainers, Yeah, I thought that one was pretty bad. What is that? Um, So that's when Kim Kardashian and her family came out with these. It's like tightens the waist. and makes it smaller. But you're not really changing your eating habits. You don't have to exercise. They're not promoting any of those healthy options. It's just if you want to be a smaller waist size, then you wear this waist trainer. It's supposed to, I think, almost like, you know hundreds of years ago when rantanette and those ladies in that era would wear them to make their waist appear a lot smaller so it's body dysmorphia at its finest when you see these weight trainers because it's not um It impacts the body in such a negative way, especially your organs. It squishes it all together. So that's not really a healthy option. So that's one of them that really stood out when I was looking at this uh, Vice article. Mm -hmm. Is there any that you found were really?
0: Well, yeah, the the standing desk one to me, uh, Mm -hmm. does that really do a lot for you, do you think?
1: You know what? For someone who's just pulled their back a few times because they sit a lot, I think the standing desk one can help, especially because when you're sitting down so much, um, you don't activate um, all the muscles in your legs, especially in your glutes. So I think that would be okay, but I wouldn't say that it's like one of the top, I probably would say wellness trends that I would gravitate to. Yeah. Is it
0: any better than just getting up every, I don't know, 45 minutes and stretching and having a walk?
1: I think it's, you're better to like actually move around and walk and stretch.
0: Mhm. Yeah, yeah, the the other one that. that kinda caught my eye, Laura, was this uh activated charcoal thing.
1: Mhm. Have you tried it?
0: Uh I have not, but I ha- well, maybe I have. I don't know. I have some men's products and I don't know why, but the everything seems to it has to be in a gray or black package and it has to have like face wash has to have some sort of charcoal in it, it seems.
1: So I think, it's, I think it's a better option. I don't know if it's necessarily a natural detoxifier and depends on how much charcoal content is in the product. I think it's great if you're looking at it as alternative for maybe um, natural skin products, but for consumable products, that's not something as nutritionist I would really stand for and say it's going to help you detox naturally. I just like to go plain Jane water, um, warm water, and lemon. I think that's one of your best natural detoxifiers. So it's funny how these wellness trends keep popping up. But one that I would really like to say that I like and it's on Vice's list is bone broth. So bone broth and collagen are great in terms of um, reducing anti or reducing inflammation. But when we're looking at some of these other types of diets that we see here, isogenics and keto, I mean, the jury's still out there, especially on keto.
0: Yeah, well, you and I have talked about that several times uh, over this uh, past year in particular. But uh, bone broth, by the way, I tried that for the first time uh, on your recommendation uh, about two weeks ago. I had it for lunch a couple of times. I'm sure it's great for me. Is is it bad if I put some hot sauce or something in it, give it a little taste?
1: No, no, not at all. I think think there's also vegan broth, too. So I think, you know, it depends on what you're including in your broth. If you're having... some grains that may be harmful or inflammatory to your system. You may be sensitive to it. If you're having like a pasta noodle, I wouldn't say that's the best option. But if it's just some, some sauce to add some flavor, I don't think I don't see any problems in that.
0: Yeah, just before we leave this topic of the worst wellness trends of the past decade, does it drive you crazy as a wellness expert, as a nutritionist, to see this stuff popping up again and again? Isn't it better yeah. just instead of people trying to find some sort of magic bullet, is is to find a bunch of things that work for you and do it consistently?
1: Exactly. I think it's people are always searching for that magic bullet, but they don't actually want to do the work. And we'll see, I'm sure, you know, come January a few crazy and bizarre wellness trends coming up again um actually one of them we spoke about was it on last show or the other two episodes ago about this new trend where people are sunbathing their bum
0: yes (laughs) i I remember that distinctly that was two weeks ago
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was a really interesting one as well but um yeah i think it just comes back to doing the work finding what works best for you and everything in moderation don't be so hard on yourself
0: Okay, I've found that suntanning my bum is not working for me. I'm going to stop, I think, yeah. I
1: didn't think we got so much sun in Toronto, Jeff, but you must know.
0: Maybe maybe it's the time of year. Maybe I shouldn't be trying in December, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on to 2020 and some of the uh, wellness trends or or things that you would actually prescribe for some people to maybe uh, adopt or try. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think we're going to see, and we already saw it in 2019, oat milk. So we're moving away towards... Um, dairy milk and we're looking for alternatives so oat milk will be popping up again at most probably um, coffee shops and I think we'll see this with plant-based items as well plant- plant-based alternatives so we have them um, possible meat burgers beyond meat burgers so meat alternatives are going to be more and more popular and actually Uber Eats just released a study that um, even on Uber Eats more people are demanding more plant-based even if it's fast food plant-based items
0: Okay, and plant-based, is the biggest advantage there anti-inflammatory, whether it be a dairy or, as you just mentioned, meat alternatives, burgers? Um, I
1: wouldn't necessarily say it's anti-inflammatory. It depends on the type of food that it is. I mean, impossible meat burgers and beyond meat burgers, again, if you're going to have it in a... um with some bread, if you're going to use a bunch of conventional condiments that can have processing and dyes and alternatives, that's not necessarily the healthiest option for you. Um, I'm not an advocate of just having plant-based. I do incorporate meat into my diet. So I think if it's organic and ethically sourced meat, then I don't think that's a problem. But again, everything in moderation. Are you constantly reaching for when um, the drive through Are you going for a Beyond Meat burger or Impossible Burger? Then you need to ask yourself, why are you even reaching for this?
0: Mm -hmm. And again, as you mentioned, everything in uh, moderation and maybe uh, look at one day. Is that a good habit for people to adopt? Probably not the next couple of weeks because it's the holidays and uh, it's almost like anything goes. But uh, have what they call a a cheat day. Make sure that you're kind of eating 80% of the time good, 20% of the time uh, have what you really crave.
1: Yeah, I think that's a lot better than being so restrictive because we find a lot of people just um, maybe last for about, two weeks not even a month and then look at get really hard on themselves and then they'll just completely eat like crap again for the next little while so i always like to incorporate the 80 20 rule and again like no no one to say no and no one you've had enough but your body will respond as well
0: all right just got about a minute to hear uh, anything else you want to mention for 2020
1: for 2020 um again i think what i've seen and this is something that's come out on uber eats as well common vegetables that are making a comeback so we know kale and we know the celery juice trend really went hard for 2019 but surprisingly brussels sprouts and cabbage are making a comeback so that i thought was really interesting
0: did they ever go anywhere really Uh, and by the way when you have brussels sprouts you can't cook them in bacon right that pretty much nullifies any health benefit I think that's why people do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Laura, thank you for this. Thank you for everything uh, all year long. Enjoy your uh, birthday uh, today, and we will uh, talk in 2020. Thank
1: you. Happy
0: New Year. All right, Laura De our wellness expert and nutritionist. You can follow her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut.